That guy, that guy in the back is just like, dang, that's a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> podcast where we hitchhike our way through wikipedia i am your host for tonight tim and with me as always are my co uh competitors yeah oh uh i i'm i'm kyle i'm the i'm the one who uh who just who only wants like a really fierce rivalry rivalry with you that's what i'm that's what i'm here for uh and i'm the one that's here for the snacks right (laughs) <laughs> okay, you know, speaking like, of snacks you know um, that guy in every like sports anime who's just there for the snacks yes yes good okay. good i'm glad i'm glad you're going going along with this speaking <laughs> of snacks sky i took your advice and i and i tried oreo thins i saw your tweet yes oh my gosh <laughs> Wait, what Oreo thins. You, you never tried these, Kyle? No. What? Why are they? Hold on. Why so are... they are Oreos that have been just reduced to a very thin wafer-like cookie part uh-huh. and a very thin uh, cream part. You know that hydraulic press YouTube channel? Yes. It's just that. They, they did that with Oreos. Essentially. <laughs> so yeah, it's so, just... so. So why? So. On on this podcast, wonderful, which can only be a podcast that a McElroy brother can have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's where Griffin and his wife just talk about the things they like. I don't. I don't have. Mm. They do it pretty like it's like you know like a a celebration of good things essentially. It's mm, it's it's a very privileged podcast. Anyway, okay. he, he they like bring things um, that they like. Um, and like one was like, you know, like the fact that the wombat, like, you know, uh, blocks its burrow with its butt. So like predators can't get in okay. things like that. Yeah. But like one of them recently was, was Oreos. He's talking about the thin Oreos. And I was like, oh, weird. I never got those. Cause I thought they were like reduced fat. I always <laughs> thought it was like, oh, this is just an Oreo, but it tastes bad. Yeah. Wait. It's, it's just reduced Oreo. So right, are they, it's just reduced Oreo. Are they pitching this as like a... It's a smaller Oreo, but we've packed more flavor into the tiny Oreo. No, it's more of an adult Oreo. <laughs> what the way the way that Griffin sold me on it was he called it like a like a Pringle, like it was like a an Oreo Pringle. And I'm like, that sounds real good. He's like, you just pop them in your mouth and like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do and, that, with and he's he's regular, right. You do that with regular Oreos too. Yeah, yeah. but it, it, it can it's a different it, it's sensation com- though. It it's a different texture. Oh my God. There's you know different kind of consistency. Food. I can't believe we're having this conversation. <laughs> so okay. Candace was going to the grocery store that night. And I was like, hey, if you see any Oreo Thins, you pick them up. We were both blown away. <laughs> she got yeah. mint and regular. Whoa, whoa. The box lasted like a day and a half. And Tim, what's the- your read on it now then? Oh, they're very good. Oh, okay. It's very, it's, it's, a, it's, a, more, it's a unique Oreo experience. I'm not. So anyway, what we do here is we play the Wikipedia game. And rate and review Oreos. And review Oreos. No, uh, we will start on one page on Wikipedia tonight, and uh, clicking on the links within each page that we reach, uh, we're going to reach a destination page. Uh, So tonight, uh, I would like to start at uh, the page for um, cat artist Louis Wayne. What? 
and uh, head to the page for uh, actor Steve Carell. Oh my goodness! Wait, hold on. When you say I spell Louis, uh, yes, that is L O U I S, and Wayne is spelled W A I N. That's uh, Louis Wayne has a very interesting story. Whoa! Someone just got a text message. Two text messages. Whoa! So popular. <laughs> Not good text messages, apparently. <laughs> and I'm turning that off. There we go. Sorry, new phone. <laughs> Who does? Um, so anyway, Louis Wayne has a very interesting history. This is so good. I'm yes. excited um, about this. Oh my he gosh. He has an excellent gallery of cats. Um, and the <laughs> way that he portrays cats changes through his life. Uh, and that's something we'll yeah, go into uh, in more detail. But uh, why am I going from a cat artist to Steve Carell? Just so I could create a game that I like to call Cats what she said oh no and that's our show tonight see you guys mm-hmm. bye no nope. so our toss-up game tonight i have uh collected quotes from uh famous uh female celebrities and and figures regarding cats oh no uh, i'll read this and uh in most cases we'll also give you a clue Okay. Uh, whoever is the first to call out uh, the uh, person who said the quote will get a point. Oh, no. Whoever gets the most points at the end will start our game tonight. Really, this is just about us enjoying quotes about cats, though. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, so, uh, our first quote is from <sighs> a comedian. Uh, and she says, The problem with cats is that they get the same exact look whether they see a moth or an axe murderer. Is this Paula Poundstone? Yes, it is. <laughs> wow, nice. I did not even have to give you a clue on that. The way that you said it sounded like Paula Poundstone. <laughs> that kind of creeps me out because I was not going for that. Well, Tim, I got to tell you, you got a pretty good Paula Poundstone uh, uh, in- imitation. Well, thank you. <laughs> you just have you just have to sound incredulous toward everything. That's basically. exactly what it was. Like you can't yeah. believe what you're saying. But here we are. Ah, jeez. Okay. (laughs) So, the second one uh, is from an actress. Uh, These are the animals that are the reason why you don't see old animals in the wild. You don't see sick animals in the wild. You don't see lame animals in the wild. And it's all because of the predator. The lion, the tiger, the leopard, all the cats. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Wow. (laughs) That's a a big range of cats, too. So this actress might like cats so much because no. uh, they kill the creatures that were after her in a very famous movie. Cat cats killed them. Oh yeah, cats kill them. Cats didn't kill them in the movie. Uh. Wait, cats didn't kill them in the movie. Okay. No. But they tried to kill her in the movie. Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh man, what movie was a woman attacked by cats? <laughs> No, no, not well, cats. Well, it'd be, be rats or like cats kill the things. Oh, that oh, tried I to misunderstood. Whoa, oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right. Well, that changes things. I still don't know. And it's not rats. It's not rats. Mm-mm. What? It, I I got nothing. Nothing. Uh, Sarah Jones. Nope. Good. No. This was uh, Tippy Hedren. Oh my don't gosh! Know, don't know who Star that is. Star of the Alfred Hitchcock film The, the Birds. Birds. Oh, because they eat birds. Yes. Yep. 
Is that how that movie ended? I've never actually seen it. No, no, the cats. No, they don't. <laughs> it just and basically just ends where birds have taken over the world. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. Sorry, like, spoilers. I well, I it's an old movie. Mm-hmm. I I I like the concept of like no, we just like it's a Pied Piper situation where we just get a whole bunch of cats, but now we got a whole bunch of cats, mm-hmm. and the next movie is just called Cats. Mm-hmm. And then you get like a whole bunch of dogs, and oh, actually, it's no, it's not a Pied Piper situation. It's the it's sort of like a reverse um... old woman who ate the fly. Yes, yes. Okay, all right. Well, I prefer that movie, and that's the one I'm imagining. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, next one is a journalist. If you're curious, you'll probably be a good journalist because we follow our curiosity like cats. Oh, I I don't know who that is, um, but. It's funny that they use that phrasing because, like... Barbara okay. Walters. Nope. She's, <laughs> like, fe- female journalist. Shares, oh. her na- shares her last name with uh, that of a famous fictional literary character. Diane Sawyer. Sawyer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Uh, we're that many years old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, number four is from an uh, actress and a comedian. Again, uh, who tells a story. Uh, She says, one lion that was in a big cage didn't like the camera. The cameraman was pointing at him. Mm. He growled, and as the cameraman got closer, the lion left, and I got lion spittle on me. The keeper said, oh, I'm not done. Okay. (laughs) The keeper said, you must really love animals because you didn't flinch. I said, he gave us fair warning, and I looked around and saw the cameraman running down the hall. He said he was heading for his car. I I mean, that's Uh, fair. This is, mm, you said actress and comedian? Yes. Oh, that's not who I... I... Tina Fey? Oh. Uh, no. Ooh. Um, very noted animal activist. Oh, goodness. I was going to say... Uh, um... And badass. Whoa. Oh, geez. Is she... Mm, badass, huh? Yeah. Can you give us a movie? If you supported her causes, she would thank you for being a friend to the animals. <laughs> <laughs> Carol okay. Burnett? Yeah, now I'm thinking B. Arthur, but I, I don't believe it's B. Arthur. Thank you for being a friend. Who? That's the that? Golden That's the Golden Girls. Oh. Yes. Uh, let's see. Betty White, B. Arthur. Um, the other two? You said it, so I'm giving it to you. Betty White. Oh, oh, thank okay. you. It was Betty White. Oh, I forgot she was an animal activist. I didn't realize. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I oh, forgot she about that. loves animals. Yes. Uh, mm. She also... Um, yeah, I can hear that now. I can hear that voice now that you're saying that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, last one. Uh, and it has the potential to tie, so oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> actress and comedian again. I can't have cats around me because they try to steal my energy. Uh, what? Okay, now I want to say Stevie Nicks, but it's not. <laughs> uh, Joan Rivers. <laughs> um, Ro- Roseanne Barr. Yes. <laughs> no. What, really? Roseanne Barr, yes. No, I was joking. <laughs> I was going to say, apparently they didn't steal her ability to create racist tweets. Nice. Oh, good. my gosh. Uh, we are tied. I'm so mad right now. Uh, hey... All right, we're we're tied. So we're, we're going to have one more toss-up. Um, I actually do not have any more 
uh, quotes from females. I mean, there's there's a lot of them, but they're quite obscure, like authors and such. Sure. Amazingly, like you search for quotes for cats, and they're dominated mostly by guys. Which, well, I mean, of course, everything is in terms of quotes from the past. So, um, but here, uh, this is one from the from Louis Wayne's page. So. Um, if you've read it already, you might have an advantage. Uh, this is an author, uh, a male author. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Louis Wayne, says he has made the cat his own. He invented a cat style, a cat society, a whole cat world. English cats who do not look and live like Louis Wayne cats are ashamed of themselves. Oh my gosh. Mm. Are ashamed of themselves? Is he an English author as well? Yes. Oscar Wilde. Nope. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Uh, I mean, my my gut was um, going to be he creates worlds of his own. Oh, uh, oh, H.G. Wells. Yeah, yes, that's okay. what I was going to say. H.G. Nice Wells, nice. Way to go, Sky. Way to pull nice. that out. All right, Sky. So you begin first tonight. Uh, Louis Wayne, uh, who lived from 1860 to 1939, drew lots and lots and lots of cats with lots and lots of personalities. Hmm. Yeah, you all should go to this page like right now. It's <laughs> a good. There's too is... many pictures here. I'm not going to post them on the. Mm-hmm. On I mean, the, in the show notes. Um, and and I should I should thank a uh, friend of the podcast, uh, Rachel, for showing me this page in the first place. It's a very this good is page. Very good. Mm-hmm. Oh my he, gosh! He featured so his his drawings featured large or anthropomorphized large-eyed cats and kittens. Can we all just pick one of our favorite? Each of us picks a favorite picture and describes it. Can we do that just real quick? I don't know. Okay, I mean, we can, sorry. but be careful because then the next sentence here says that he may have suffered from schizophrenia. I mean, they can still be good. Yes. Yes. Just I be understand. Ca- yes. <laughs> no, even, even, even whether he had schizophrenia or not is debated. Right. But even, even those pieces um, are incredible. wonderful. Yeah. Yes. yes. I just want to be very clear that we shouldn't, like, be making fun of them. <laughs> yeah, please be aware. At no point do we mean to be making fun of any of these images. They're all incredible. I mean, and... I've got my t- I've got my top two for sure here. Yeah? Yeah. Hit me. I've got two, so I'll... you go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead and pick your favorite. <laughs> these are both my equally. I'm into both of them. I mean, so. I think my favorite is the is the cats bringing in a Yule log. Yeah. Because, because I, I mean, there's so, this is a tag. There's a lot going on. Yeah. This is a tag, a tag yourself. If there ever was a tag yourself because there's like cats pulling sleds. Okay. So quick description. There's a bunch of cats on doing different winter activities. Um, one is pulling a sled. Another cat has fallen off of, Uh, there are cats on a toboggan together. There's a set of kittens, um, about four or five of them pulling a Yule log while some other kittens run into the Yule log as they sled down the hill. And one cat in the very front looks just supremely upset. And I I don't know that I've ever felt that angry, that upset as that cat. <laughs> but it's very good. That's I think that's my favorite. It reminds me a lot of like the, the felines in Monster Hunter. Mm, yeah, okay. they do kind of feel that way. Yeah. Um, probably my favorite on here are um, just the ones of the cats that 
are just sort of looking down into the right. Yeah. As if as if there is like a tweet beneath them or something that's just <laughs> not not clicking with them very well. Like, oh. It's a good uh, choice. And there's different styles of that one, which is nice, so I very much like those, yes. There's just a there's a good number of his um like the eyes are in his um in his pieces are very expressive. But my favorite expressions are the ones that are just like the cat's just like, what am I doing here? Like what <laughs> what is this? I should I should go. <laughs> I should go. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Sky? Yes. Uh my favorite is the golfing one then. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the golfing good. cats. It's are good. very good. Uh they just have great expressions. Um I guess it's, it's it's probably like the golfer and the caddy is what's happening here. The caddy. The caddy. <laughs> um I'm not sure what's going on. He's holding a golf club. It seems to me like that they're he, all broken. Like he just made his um like he just barely made his Oh no, he broke the flag. Like it's oh, the, yeah. the pin itself that's broken. But like if you look at his like little quiver like they're all busted. I think oh, he's goodness, also busted right. all the yeah. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, he's just an angry cat playing some playing yep. some golf. Golf cat is rubbing his forehead like he's very hot, which he probably is because it's very sunny <laughs> and he's covered in fur. Yeah, that's got to be hard. And he's just yeah, like you said, he's just got that ball in finally, and he's relieved. It's very oh, good. Beautiful. It's very good. Um. He has a number Ooh, of books. William Wayne. Does he really? Oh, yes. Um, he wrote many books, or I guess collections. Um, interesting names. Um, a lot of them, a lot of Beatrix Potterish names, like uh, Madam Tabby's Establishment. <laughs> um, Peter, a Cat, a One Tale, His Life and Adventures. That's a good title. Oh, Old man. Rabbit, the Voodoo, and Other Sorcerers. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Wait, what? Ma Cats, Ma Cats, and Their Kittens. Uh, let's see here. The There's dandy like, yeah, lion. That's good. Um, Dreams by French Firesides. Wow, there is a, a nice one. The boy who shares my name. These are good titles. Yeah, they are. Who who wrote like? Uh, I man, wow, like whoever his agent was, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. And all of his books are currently in the public domain. So all these cats are are for free, basically. Yep, free cats. Free cats. Do you want his origin story? Let's let's do it. Yeah, his origin. Story. When he was twenty three, he married his sister's governess, Emily he, Richardson. He was, was bitten ten... by a radioactive cat. <laughs> yes, who <laughs> was ten years his senior, which was apparently scandalous at the time, hmm. and moved to uh, to North London. And then she uh, got breast cancer and died three years later. Oh, no. Um, but prior to her death, he uh, she was comforted by their pet cat, Peter, a stray black and white kitten that they had rescued after hearing him mewing in the rain one night. Mm. So, they, so you know, they were very into this cat. Uh, and Louis uh, began to draw extensive sketches of him, which Emily strongly encouraged him to have published. She died before it happened, but he continued to make cat sketches. 
He later wrote of Peter, To him, properly, belongs the foundation of my career, the developments of my initial efforts, and the establishing of my work. So, you can, like, a lot of his early works looked a lot like Peter, apparently. And then it talks about his first published work is actually in the Christmas issue of the Illustrated London News. It's titled A Kitten's Christmas Party. <laughs> it depicts 150 cats, many of which resemble Peter. Doing Whoa. such things as sending invitations, holding a ball, playing games, and making speeches spread over 11 panels. What? Still, the cats remain on all fours, unclothed, and without the variety of human-like <laughs> expression that would characterize Wayne's later work. Uh, so, yeah, he's the cats slowly became more like people as time went on. Yeah. Yep. Um, he did end up um, being uh, committed to a, a sanatorium or, or a, a mental hospital um, just for uh, erratic and occasionally violent behavior. Mm. Um, but it's disputed whether he... Um, at the time, they thought he had schizophrenia um, just based on, I guess, how his art shifted oh, wow. and became more um, abstract. Oh, wow. I guess. Um, but other doctors say that, like, well, even though it shifted, it didn't really lose any detail. Like, he still had a lot of, of talent in there. He might have had, um, he might have been on the spectrum. Mm. Oh, I see. Instead. Um, so it's 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 kind of sad that um, there's this sort of tie-in with, like, his his mental state with all of this and that i even remember this being in like in some psychology book i picked up in the library in high school uh one day it's like here's two pictures of a cat drawn by the same artist and this shows how it could be you know this shows how schizophrenia works and i'm like oh that's wow and i was like well maybe not (laughs) i mean possibly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah there's still a lot to understand about that. Hmm. Yeah. He just kind of seemed to, despite drawing really good cats, have kind of a sad life. Mm-hmm. He says that uh, despite his popularity, he suffered a uh, financial difficulty throughout his life. Uh, he was responsible for his mothers and sisters, and he had little business sense, and it says that he was like really naive and that he he would basically get taken advantage of. And he like sold a lot of his drawings outright instead of retaining any rights over them, oh, wow. which isn't what you do when you're, no. you know, yeah, in publishing. Um, so yeah, uh, so have you, uh, seen where you would like to go? Where are we going again? We're going to Steve Carell. <laughs> Steve Carell. Okay. Mm-hmm. This guy got into these cats. He's, he's deep. In. Or we though. could just stay here and talk cats all night. That's fine. I uh, I know you too. I mean, would be into that. I did. In fact, find it. It's not the one that he, that you reference. But it seems as though he made several uh, cat Christmas party images. Oh, I bet. And so I've I've linked you to two of them. Um, yeah, there 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 are a bunch of them. I can't find the one that has all of them, but there's one that has at least like a good seventy or so cats. Dang, it's a lot of cats. Lots of cats. Cat and party. And they're having a party. Yes. Um, let's see. 
I could go to, I don't think HG Wells would necessarily get me there. <laughs> I don't think he has any, any remakes of HG Well books. <laughs> I wonder um, how much he was in, or how much Richard Scarry was inspired by these images. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I'll bet you're right. A little yeah, bit, at least. It does kind of feel Richard Scarry-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to click... Oh, man. Do I click on anthropomorphism? Ha! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know why that would get me there. I don't think he's in any... I can't think of any animated films that he's anthropomorphized in. Um... Oh, yeah, but I can only think of him playing um, human characters. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'll, no, wait. No, there's one. I will click... I'll click on... Man, parody? No. I'm going to click on... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> there's, a lot of, there's a lot of weird choices here to make. Um, and they're all choices that you can make, Sky. They are. I'm going to click on anthropomorphism. Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Maybe only so Kyle can't. Yeah, well, <laughs> fine. Fine. Oh, man. Um. Right. By the way, just to say, I, I was considering going from Louis Wayne to Bruce Wayne, but we've oh. been to Batman so many times. Several. Have we? It, it feels like it. I think we've I mean, we've danced around Batman often. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> We we do frequently dance around Batman, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, so here's the thing. I want to click on something that gives me, like, I'm going to try to get to the office, I guess. Because that's the thing that seems to make the most sense. Yeah. But, all right, Tim. Yes. You're, you might have to give me some latitude to work with because postcard is on here. And postcards are made of paper. Oh, no. <laughs> and on that show, they sell paper. Hey, and you I... are you are um, well within your right to click on postcards. <laughs> um, oh, man. We haven't talked about postcards. You know what? I'm doing it. I'm clicking postcards. All right. Oh, man. We got some good images already. All right. Okay, anthropomorphism, Scott. Anthropomorphism is the attribution of human traits, emotions, or intentions to non-human entities. It is considered to be an innate tendency of human psychology. And I think usually these days it's used to kind of talk about mostly animals that look like cartoon characters usually. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you've seen them. Tony the Tiger's We talked about Tony we, without really explaining what... Man... I, I like these uh, these early examples of impersonating the muscular structure. <laughs> <laughs> the the standard muscular structure, yes. human structure, muscular I, human structure. Yes, these early examples, quote unquote, of anthropomorphism that they show in the very top. Oh yeah, no. it's like this one just called the personification of music. Whoa, yeah. it's it's a woman holding a violin. Yeah. It, oh, it's, it's not. Like, come on. <laughs> It's not Mr. B natural? No. <laughs> like she doesn't even like she's not even using like the treble clef or a hair clip or No. Like it's not there's very no inspired. musical stats. It's a woman holding a violin. I and mean... then there's like the north wind and it's just a guy in a staff. Yep. <laughs> oh no, no, I'm sorry. It's actually just the wind. Oh no, no, there's a face in the wind. I see it. Okay, that's a good one. <laughs> 
Good. Good job. <laughs> they show they show the uh, Lewis Carroll's uh, White Rabbit here as an example. Mm-hmm. Might be one of the earliest ones. Um, man, I'm not gonna. Oh, Fatso the Fat Arsed Wombat is here. What? Wait, what? What, what did you just say? It's the it's the Sydney 2000 Summer Olympics. Oh. <laughs> You'll know him when you see him. I forgot oh, about yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I I remember. <laughs> I could never forget. Now. Everything just keeps collapsing in on itself. Yeah. Oh man. All the this... things that we visit just keep coming back on us. Well, I mean, we've been at this for a hundred time for a hundred episodes. I could so. definitely see us coming oh. back here. So I'm just going to talk about film, <laughs> television, video games, uh, Walt Disney characters, uh, <laughs> the magic carpet from Disney's Aladdin franchise. Oh yeah, that's anthropomorphism. Sure. Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, Goofy. Oswald mm-hmm. the Lucky Rabbit. What about sure. what about Funasi, a pair mm-hmm. who represents Funabashi, a suburb of Tokyo? Oh, I mean, yes. sure, that sounds right. Uh, in the film a- Cars, more pair. Fiz- nah, it doesn't work. No, <laughs> all the Cars movies. Yeah, also true. Um, discussing Madagascar, Escape to Africa, and Europe's Most Wanted, which are all Madagascar movies. Oh yeah, Lori, who I don't know, I don't know who they'd probably reference this person earlier, uh, suggests that social differences based on conflict and contradiction are naturalized and made less contestable through the uh, classific classific classificatory classificatory. Is that sure. how you say that word? I mean, that sounds M- right. Matrix to me, yes. of human and non-human relations. Hmm. All the characters in Walt Disney's Animation Studios Zootopia are anthropomorphic animals. <laughs> um, in television, they're talking about Ninja Turtles. I mean, oh, sure. there's a lot of these guys. Brian from Family Guy. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. He's a very fast hedgehog, yeah. He's a, yeah, we've been there for sure. Um, yep. They talk about Yoshi and Bowser. At least three times. Bowser is a Koopa, in quotes. <laughs> that is able to perform most human characteristics, with wow. some exceptions, as he can breathe fire. Exception is love. <laughs> so wait, wait, you guys him. can't. Sorry, you guys, you guys can't breathe fire. <laughs> Sorry, that's not what. It's not an exception. Yeah, <laughs> it's an addition. There's a it's lot a lot of things he does that aren't human. You also got a spiky shell. Like what? Hmm. <laughs> Oh, oh wow. man, that's very a good, good one. That's very good. You know what? You know what would be great if they mentioned Annie DreamWorks here. Just yeah? Annie DreamWorks would have been great. Yeah. Uh, um, unfortunately, well, actually, Madagascar's DreamWorks, isn't it? Um, but it's not linked. So oh, it doesn't what? matter. Wow, yeah. I'm kind of surprised by that. Yeah, they don't link any of those movies. They link all the, all the or the all the Disney ones. <laughs> So you can uh, tell who wrote that page. The mouse. Am I gonna go? <laughs> am I gonna go to Family Guy? No, it's not worth it, right? I'm thinking like whatever his face is, who makes Family Guy, is like became a comedian around this, or like became big around the same time as Steve Carell, and there might be a connection there. Yeah, actually, it. that's true. It's but... not worth it, though. Is I agree. It? I agree. Is it though? Um, Thomas the Tank Engine is worth it. 
Big Buck Bunny is a free animated short featuring anthropomorphic characters. It looks terrifying. What? Are, wait, what's the I word you just Big said? Buck Bunny. Big Buck Bunny. Big Buck Bunny. By the Blender Institute. What? Yep. Oh, it's using uh, Blender. I got questions. I got questions. Well, I'm in Big Buck Bunny now. Oh my what? gosh. What? Did you it. click on it? Yeah. We're doing it, I guess. We're, this is the show we're making now. Sky, no. Why? <laughs> oh gosh. Is is there an actual reason why he shouldn't? It just looks uh it's terrifying. Okay, well. In the meantime, we can look at some postcards. Yeah, let's look at postcards. These are much cuter. Um, I mean, we this page has a bunch of postcards on it, obviously, but they range from the children jumping on a bed, which I'm not certain what that postcard is commemorating, except maybe a bunch of children jumping on a bed. And under the bed. Yeah, there's one under the bed. There's what they're calling a saucy postcard, in which an attractive woman says... a double entendre i guess i'm not really i don't get the joke honestly but it's there and then uh they have um early postcards from from japan when they started mimicking this and they're beautiful and i just wanted to share one with you thank you um anyway postcards or postcard two words one uh pick your poison is a rectangular piece of thick paper or thin cardboard intended for writing and mailing without an envelope. Specifically, I mean, that's that's what defines it. Everything else is just a letter. Um, shapes other than rectangular may also be used. So, mm-hmm. I, is that a thing you ever wondered? <sighs> I want to send a rhombus through the mail. Well, you can, <laughs> Tim. Yes. You can. There are novelty exceptions, such as wood postcards made of thin wood, and I'm not making this up, copper postcards sold in the copper country of the U.S. state of Michigan, you guys, and uh, coconut postcards from tropical islands. So, please do not send me a copper postcard. (laughs) I kind of want to now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... It'll probably get stolen on the way there. <laughs> uh, stamp collectors distinguish between postcards, which require a stamp, and postal cards, which have the postage pre-printed on them. Do you guys get that, that very subtle difference? Um, nope. While a postcard is usually printed by a private company, individual organization, a postal card is issued by the relevant postal authority. The world's oldest postcard. I don't know why this is on here. <laughs> but the world's Why would old... it not? I guess you're right, Tim. Uh, was sent in 1840 to the writer Theodore Hook from Fulham in London, England. They don't give us anything else about that. I want to know now. Like, if you're going to give me that name, I got to know. What, what was it about? Like... Why yeah. were they sending a postcard? What did it say on it? What was the what was the the situation where the guy was like, "Oh, I wish I could have sent you an actual letter, but I couldn't find an envelope and they said I could send this anyway. It's made of copper." You know, is that like what I want to know how this happened? Um Holy cow. So, in case you need this for trivia night, the study and collecting of postcards is termed, Wikipedia says, termed 
uh, deltiology. So if you got if you got real swole delts, you are you are collecting postcards. Neat. Um, um, yeah. At the bottom of this page is a glossary of postcard terms. Oh, they're very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had kaleidoscope postcards. Mm-hmm. With its own little kaleidoscope wheel in it. Yeah. That sounds great. It does actually sound pretty nice. Um, they have the applique postcard that has some form of cloth, metal, or other embellishment on it. There's mm-hmm. the artist signed that has the artist's signature on the postcard. So it's unique to it. And, you know, it's hipstery. Uh, Reward cards. Oh, no. That were given to school children for good work. Uh, there's the composite, which is the comic book cover postcard where you have to buy a bunch of them to make a full picture. Uh, the Django Fontina, which is a... Star Wars uh, character. Oh, my gosh, you're right. <laughs> uh, it's a postcard written to a stranger, typically as a means of disseminating poetry. What? Which, that's what it says. That's the thing that it's selling me here, Tim. When your poetry is so bad, you just have to give it to strangers. Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I know. It's bad. <laughs> but you're the only one that, you know, will read it. <laughs> the large letter postcards, which are the ones that just have a large picture or the lar- the, the image is just big letters. Mm-hmm. We've all seen those. I like the, the right away. A card oh, with yeah. the opening line of a sentence, which the sender would then complete. Yeah. Would today, you care the, so little about telling your family how you're doing? <laughs> today, like, the weather Hello, was family. Like, I am doing blank. Fine. Yes. <laughs> you want to send your family a Mad Lib? Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then there's in here in the glossary, postcardies, which is the what? style of writing used on postcards. In, in, uh, in it, for example, short sentences jumping from one subject to another. <laughs> Um, my my mom never figured out how to do that when she would send postcards to me. Oh, because <laughs> they would always start, you know, with you know just standard sentences, and and then the print would just start getting smaller and smaller and closer together, <laughs> 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 just kind of like finally just kind of like abruptly, man, like love you. Oh, <laughs> that's I think that's really sweet. I it like is that. sweet, absolutely sweet. Okay, so that's all I really want to say about postcards. Um, it, it, I I did not, or I did actually scroll a little farther down, and they do talk a little bit more about Theodore Hook. Uh, the earliest known p- picture postcard was a hand painted design on a card, posted in Fulham by the writer Theodore Hook to himself in 1840, and bearing a penny black stamp. He probably created and posted the card to himself as a practical joke on the postal service, since the image is a caricature of the workers in the post office. Mm. In, the, in 2002, wow. Uh, in 2002, the, pic, the postcard sold for a record 31,000 pounds. Wow. So that's a big deal. There you go. Uh, that's all I wanted to talk about for postcards, though. These are, I mean, somehow they say paper on this page. Let's see, 20, 30 sometimes? No, 25, 24 times. In no point is paper linked. Um, Bummer. <laughs> oh, you would be upset. No, uh, I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> so um, 
I mean, letter is on here. Do I take another shot and see how they how I get? There's also envelope, which I mean, you can't really make envelopes out of other stuff. It's true. I there's it's probably there are probably not copper envelopes. <laughs> probably not. Uh, That'd be great. I I'm gonna click letter. Um, it's okay. it's probably a better page than envelope is. I'm sorry. Okay, big buck bunny. Oh my gosh. All right. It's a 10-minute open source film. Okay. Uh made in the Blender software by somebody in the Netherlands, by a team in the Netherlands. It's 10 minutes long. I will read you the plot. Please. The plot follows the day in the life of Big Buck Bunny, during which he meets three bullying rodents, Frank, the leader of the rodents, Rinky, and Gamira. The rodents amuse themselves by harassing helpless creatures of the forest by throwing fruits, nuts, and rocks at them. Jeez. Following the deaths of two of Bunny's favorite butterflies, one by an apple being fallen on it and the other by Frank smashing it with a rock, and an offensive attack on Bunny himself, Bunny sets aside his gentle nature and orchestrates a complex plan to avenge the two butterflies. Wow. Using a variety of traps, Bunny first dispatches of Rinky and Gamera. Next, Frank, who is unaware of the other two's fate, is seen taking off from a tree and gliding towards a seemingly unsuspecting Bunny. Once airborne, however, Bunny's final series of traps are set off, ultimately distracting Frank from his task of flight and causing him to crash into a tree branch and plummet into a spike trap below. What? At the last moment, Frank is about to grab onto what he believes is the branch of a small tree, but quickly learns it's just a twig being held up over the spikes by Bunny. Rather than being impaled by the spike trap, Frank is snatched up by Bunny to become his prisoner. The movie concludes with Bunny pleased with himself as a butterfly flies past him, holding a string at the end of which Frank is attached as a kite. Uh, parentheses, flying. <laughs> I, I, wow. wow. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. It's a little, uh, sadistic? They also made a video game. D- uh, did they? Apparently it's about, it's about Frank. Frank the Flying Squirrel was a player's avatar in the video game Yo Frankie. Wow. So I'm going to click on computer animated comedy film to go to computer animation again. Good call. Yeah. I've been to this page, but... Those creepy walk-in robots. That's terrifying? I, I did not know this existed, and... This sounds like something that came about in the same time as like Charlie the Unicorn, but is equally upsetting. Yeah. I mean, if you look at like, I mean, you can watch this on YouTube for free. I'm sure you can. You can actually watch it on the Wikipedia page for free. Oh, wow. (laughs) Gosh. Uh, It's preserved forever. at the bottom. Definitely doesn't look as violent as apparently it is. Wow. Okay. So a letter... Uh, A letter is one person's written message to another pertaining to some matter of common concern. That's, I mean, that, I guess that, I mean, that, that lists that, that kind of falls under a lot of things though. Like an email. Well, yeah, no, you're writing that. That's an email too, but that's not a letter technically. And I mean, depending on what you call writing could be 
you know, just like a doodle too. You know what? This is, I'm getting too deep into this. Uh, they have different types, formal letters and informal letters. We all learned how to make formal letters in college. It was a pain. Um, letters have been sent since antiquity and are mentioned in the Iliad is a thing that this says. Like, I, know, I know you're talking about letters right now. I mean, yeah. But I was just watching part of uh, of that Big Bug Bunny movie. Oh my oh gosh! No. And I have to admit that the uh, the animation in it is really quite good. You can tell what they put, <laughs> yeah, their effort into. Yeah, is well, really well done. That's I'm terrifying. sorry, uh, Iliad and letters. I just like that <laughs> somehow they managed to fit in uh, Greek writing because it only matters when I, I don't know. It's yeah. Greek there's also there's also like Cyclops is in there. Like, yeah. what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of things in there. Yeah. I mean, that's what... I, yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyway. Uh, also, uh, both Herodotus and uh, Thucydides uh, mentioned letters in their histories. So, I guess people sent letters. I bet a lot of people sent letters. Probably even before Greece. So, you know. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. Historically, letters have existed... From the time of ancient India, ancient Egypt, and Sumer, through Rome, Greece, and China, up to cool. the present day. So I like that they give the credit all the way back to India, Egypt, and Sumer, but then threads it through Rome, Greece, and China. We just got to make sure that they get mentioned. Oh, man. Wikipedia. Um, anyway, um, they're a way to practice critical reading, self-expressive writing, uh, polemical writing, and also exchange ideas with like-minded others. They're kind of seen as a written performance, which is an interesting idea. I've never really thought of it like that. Um, letter, letters make up several books of the Bible. Uh, all right. So let's see. <laughs> letters make up all the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I suppose that's true. Oh, man. Okay. So they mentioned note paper on here. No, not linked. Um, they mention... Oh, do I have to click envelopes? I think I might have to click... <laughs> I think I might have to click envelopes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I uh, I can't find something that's made of Kyle paper, Kyle taking the big risks tonight clicking envelope. <laughs> I'm just trying to find things made of paper. <laughs> I mean, you're finding plenty of things made of paper. You're just not finding them linked. Why? Why aren't anyone? Why? Why aren't these people saying? Yeah, they're talking about how important it is that they were in ancient Rome and Greece, but no one's saying what you're writing on. <laughs> okay. All right. Computer animation. You know you're in trouble on a Wikipedia article when the first uh, subheadline is just explanation. Oh yeah. Boy. Oh boy. So we've already been here before. We might be here again. So I'm just going to focus on modeling. Um, 3D computer animation combines 3D models of objects and programmed or hand keyframed movement. These models are constructed out of geometrical vertices, face, faces, and edges uh, in a 3D coordinate system. They're sculpted much like real clay or plaster, working from general forms to specific details with various sculpting tools. Um, unless a 3D model is intended to be a solid color, it must be painted with textures for realism. So, you know, the people make the things and then they move them around. We've seen that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's called rigging. 3D models rigged for animation may contain thousands of control points. For example, Woody from Toy Story uses 700 specialized animation controllers. Wow. Um, Rhythm and Hughes Studios labored for two years to create Aslan for Chronicles of Narnia. Holy. Uh, which has about uh, 1,851 controllers. 742 are in the face alone. That's that like just <clears throat> one whole like Woody just That's in Aslan's face. whole Woody in Aslan's face. <laughs> yep. Well, I can't use that as a title. No. Dang it. <laughs> in the, two, the two, uh, 2004 film The Day After Tomorrow, designers had to, des- to design forces of extreme weather with the help of video references and acute meteorological facts. Okay. Accurate. Uh, <laughs> in the remake of King Kong 2005... Uh, Andy Serkis was used to help designers pinpoint the girl's prime location in the shots and use his expressions to model human characteristics on the creature. Wait, Andy Serkis was? Yeah. Uh, he's you a ever feel kind of bad for Andy Serkis? Yeah. He, he gets the best gigs. What are you talking about? Especially, but also like, we need someone um, to not be human. <laughs> he likes Andy Serkis. You can tell. Oh, yeah. He enjoys it every time. He and Ron Perlman are like, they're into this. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm glad I came here and did not end up in DreamWorks because they didn't make Despicable Me. Illumination <laughs> Entertainment apparently did. Oh, oh that's oops. right. But Despicable Me is on here, so I'm going to click it. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's listed under. Wow. I was not yeah. expecting that. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. So envelopes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> these, yeah. are, these are these are good pages i promise an envelope is a common packaging item usually made of flat thin material it is designed to contain a flat object such as a letter or card tim as you mentioned before you wanted to say you wanted to send a rhombus in the mail apparently yes yes uh traditional envelopes are made from sheets of paper cut to one of three shapes oh yeah a rhombus and it's linked Yes, it is. Um, I'm just changing the game. We are now going from <laughs> Louis Wayne to Rhombus, and you have won, Kyle. Congratulations. I'm kind of okay with that, to be honest. Hooray. <laughs> a short arm cross or a kite is what they call them. The shapes allow for the creation of the envelope we had structure. kites mentioned frequently in this one, too. I guess you In right, different yeah. forms. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so the... When the folding sequence... Oh, my gosh. Okay. Folding sequence initiated. Did, <laughs> I was going to say, this is absolutely a... Uh, again, written by aliens. When, they, when the folding sequence is such that the last flap to be closed on the short side, it is referred to in commercial envelope manufacture as a pocket, which is in bold, a format frequently employed in the packaging of small quantity of, quantities of seeds. Although the principle... In principle... The flaps can be held by in place by securing the topmost flat at a singular point, for example, with a wax seal. Generally, they are pasted or gummed together at the overlaps. They are most they are most commonly used for enclosing or sending mail, in parents <laughs> letters through the prepage prepaid postage postal system, as the humans do. Um, oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, so there's a bunch of stuff about these, but again, thirty-six okay, mentions. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry. An aerogram is related to a letter sheet. 
both being designed to have writing on the inside to minimize the weight. <laughs> so you can what? write on the letter, um, you know, on the envelope and send it to minimize the weight. And then they realize, well, any handmade envelope is effectively a letter sheet because prior <laughs> to the folding stage, it offers the opportunity for writing a message on that area of the sheet that after folding becomes the inside of the envelope. Oh, um, Wow. <laughs> Just another term, another episode of naming things that don't need to be named. Oh, man. So good. So good. Um, all right. So 36 mentions of paper on this page. Not a single one is mentioned or is linked. Not one. Except for paper sizes, which is, <laughs> I'm not kidding, the, uh, it, yeah, it's the, uh, the link leading to it is the ISO 216 standard paper sizes. I'm not going to do that to you guys. Do I'm it. not going to click the page for the international standard paper size. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ugh. I, there's, I don't even know what to do at this point. I, I, I sunk all my, <laughs> I sunk everything into this and I, I don't know what, you know, it didn't go anywhere. <laughs> You put, put it all, all into of your, one, all of your faith in paper in one envelope. Um. All right. So, here's there. I've got a couple, like one or two possibilities. There's paper recycling, which could get me to paper. I'm. I really hope they link paper on paper recycling. Um. And then also, someone, somewhere on here. I saw that they link small business and the office was all about, it was just small business. <laughs> and I know this is just a page about small business in general, but Oh, geez, I'm going to do it. Small business. I'm clicking this. Okay. Uh, despicable me. Yep. Is a movie. Yeah, it's actually the debut film of uh, of uh, uh, Illumination Entertainment, which is wow. Well, they uh, they is picked one. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say they uh, they they accidentally hit it out of the park for all small children. <laughs> yep. Well, I guess actually French animation studio McGruff did because they were acquired by Illumination <laughs> Entertainment. Mm. Uh, but yeah, that's neat. I think everyone knows this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's okay. Yeah, it's it, okay. Like the tidal wave that it caused isn't great, <laughs> but <laughs> but like it was cute, like the girls and stuff, and that was neat. Yeah, but I yeah, minions, man, minions. Yeah. Everybody loves them. Do they? Oh. I really because they're like they say banana and then they sometimes make fart noises. Yes, and then they laugh at each other and it's great. I mean, it's that's what that's what all small kids are, like, <laughs> right? That's what they do. It's had an eighty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Amazing! Why? There's a really? lot of critical reception here. Yeah. Uh, Kim Newman of Empire gave the film three out of five stars, saying it's no first-ranked CGI cartoon, but shows how Pixar's quality over crass is inspiring the the mid list. Ooh, fun with teary bits for kids. 
Fresh and smart for adults. Wait, with teary bits for kids, like, is that is that something that kids want? It's it's fun, comma, with teary bits, comma, for oh. kids. Oh, sorry. Semicolon. Fresh and smart for adults. Colon, it's complicated. Colon, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, well. Bob Modello of NPR gave it an 8 out of 10. Amazing. It's all thoroughly enjoyable. And with an overlay that's nearly as odd as Corel's accent, Despicable Me looks a lot like all the other computer animated pictures. Woof. Hmm. Yep. Um, it pulled fifty six point three million in the box office. This is the third biggest opening gross uh, opening grossing for the animated film in two thousand ten, uh, just behind Toy Story three and Shrek Forever After. <laughs> I don't even know there was a Shrek Forever after. Um, I, I guess we just found out. <laughs> there are a lot of sequels and a prequel. Yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Uh, but, yep, uh, Steve Carell played Gru. Voice of Gru. So I'm going to click on Steve Carell. <laughs> Yay. <clears throat> nice nice work, Sky. Thanks. Yep. Meanwhile, I'm just over here on small business. Small. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, small, which are privately owned business. corporations, partnerships, or sole proprietorships that have fewer employees and slash or less annual revenue than a regular sized business or corporation. I'm not kidding. That's what it says. Is that 50? Like, isn't there a number? No, no. Just regular sized. It's it's uh. basically, you know, how a cupcake is to a cake. That's what a small business is to a business, to a regular business. What if gotcha. you make a giant cupcake? No, 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 no. Regular sized business. But... Nope. Kyle. Tim. Giant cupcake. Regular sized business. <laughs> what do you make what if you made a cupcake sized sheet cake? I mean Wait, if you make a giant cupcake, is it just hmm That's just a shape, a cake. right? Yeah. <laughs> no. But it's like it kind of V's down. Yeah. Wait, that's well, the important you, part. You still have like the paper wrapper. Yeah. Also, I don't think that's structurally sound, one. I don't think it no. would work. Are you are you thinking of like ants? Like if you made an ant the size of a building, <laughs> it wouldn't be able to support itself? Yes, that's actually... Cupcakes are not ants. Tim, also, how do you make a cupcake size... No, wait, hold on, backward. How are you making a sheet, sheet cake size cupcake? That's not possible. You make a very tiny sheet. No. <laughs> a tiny cooking sheet? No. <laughs> Put a little dough in there? Not the dough. It's not dough batter. <laughs> All right, let's. I'm gonna. Web, I'm putting right. into Google right now. I'm doing the same thing. Cake. I've already got it, guys. <laughs> Thank you. There's the world's largest <laughs> cupcake. No, no, that's not a cupcake. Yeah, I I agree. Like it needs to be much. Yeah, it needs to like come to a point much more. Yes, again. That guy, <laughs> that guy in the back, is just like, dang, that's a cupcake. <laughs> I I like big cupcakes, and they, I cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> you other pastry A's cannot, cannot lie. <laughs> so, oh, the walks in with that big, <laughs> with that big tin. You get baking. Uh, well, spring formed is the word. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, we should have we should have a comedy podcast. We should. We should. You guys are good at this. Uh, man. <laughs> okay, so 
I I I would say that the point at which it stops being a cupcake is the point that it's that you can't make it have that taper shape to it. Like yeah. that, it's not a it needs cupcake a taper shape. anymore. I was going to say a cupcake. I mean, if you had to hold it in your hand, it's about the size of a cup. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's accurate. Yeah, it's like oh, the world's the world's smallest sheet cake. It's like well. <laughs> this is a very small cake. It's a real small sheet, but it's a rectangle, though. Mm. Well, yes. <laughs> I mean, no, it's a postcard. You can just send that. Oh, post cake, yes. No, Tim. Oh, I want no. cake sent through the mail. Post cake. That's got to be a real thing. Someone postcake.com. Send, del- send delicious here. cakes anywhere in the UK. Someone's done that. Yes. Yeah. Post cake is that literally what it's called? Yep good they have an app right they have to have an app oh my gosh you said they have an app right and the first image that pops up on it is number two upload (laughs) 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 oh no these are postcard like they're like cardboard boxes that you send in the mail they have a postcard on them and then you open it up and there's a postcard sized cake with like an image on it i'm it's the worst I'm. I don't know what to do with this. Oh, it's only in the UK. Thank God. <laughs> we need friends from the UK to please send us these post cakes. Maybe I'm really still is. trying to search for the tiniest sheet cake, guys. I I, I tried it as well. I couldn't find tiny anything. rainbow birthday cake. Wow. Let's see if this. But it's probably gonna come out looking more like a like a uh, a cupcake, and that's a not post what I'm cake. looking for. At postcake dot no Tim that is what you you don't know it but that's what you mean no it's not he means not to go small he's like we can go smaller (laughs) Mm -hmm. but what you're describing is a cupcake it's a small cake okay smaller than okay no no here we go it's smaller than a regular size business this is this is what I'm looking for I got it I got it you got you're gonna you're gonna share this yep okay. Tiny rainbow birthday cake from Tiny Kitchen. Yep. Is it, it is the not kitchen a that's tiny? Oh, we've but it's updated not a cupcake. our we've updated our privacy policy. Huh? Good to know. Oh yes. You know what? This is a lot more fun than talking about small business. Oh my gosh, this is upsetting. <laughs> I can't here's, watch this. Here's <laughs> this, okay. So play by play, this is a very small. Uh, yeah. oven with that's lit by a votive candle they are cooking a very tiny pat of butter on a very very tiny pan they just took a robin's egg i'm pretty sure and beat it and now they're mixing the butter in the oh my gosh i mean you can see a human's hand like it's giant comparatively yeah. you probably you might have seen these these videos but this guy was going around mm-hmm. I hope it's just one guy. I hope there's not multiple people doing this. It's an industry. Just cooking small things. It's it's a tiny, tiny industry. Yeah. I bet Ooh. they're all small businesses, though. Ooh. I bet so. Oh, it's small, a very, it's small a really business. small whisk. It's such a small whisk. Look at that. That sugar is... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They, made, they, they found sprinkles that are appropriately sized because... If they were normal size, they'd be enormous. <laughs> yeah, the smallest. Give me your smallest sprinkles, please. No, no, excuse me, sir. I don't think you understand when I say I said the smallest sprinkles you have. 
Oh my gosh. Watch they're that putting, little cake rise. They're putting this in. Oh, it has a little towel on the... Oh, this is making me upset. I can't deal with Why this. Why is it making you upset? It, uh, it just Beautiful. looks... <laughs> a tiny little knife. The weird thing is, is this seems to just be on like a recipe website. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have you the do. recipe here for doing this. It's not like it's just on YouTube. It's oh like I could also make a, a a gyro or some apple crisp strudel, which the, yes, yes, please. That are this size? No, I think they're all. I think these are all <laughs> regular size. That's what I'm saying. Like it's just, yeah. Here's here's Jen showing me how to make her crisp apple <laughs> apple strudel. Oh my goodness! It's Here's great. Joe teaching us how to make tiny food <laughs> for mice. Do you think that yeah, that guy just shows up and he's like, guys, I all right, so I've got this recipe, but I brought, I got the wrong measurements, but it's okay, I got it, I know I got, what to I do. Figured it out. <laughs> Don't worry, just get. I, I'm just gonna. I, I got this video already set. Just play it. Don't watch it in advance. I got this. Trust me. Okay, so they're frosting the tiny cake now, and now they have additional tiny sprinkles to put on top. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. And, oh no, they got a very tiny candle, because again, a normal... Uh, look at that enormous match! Like that <laughs> They couldn't find a tiny match. You can find small matches! <laughs> like, I know that exists! <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, good job, Sky. Yep. Thanks. So I was actually kind of excited when you hit postcard Kyle, you? because that was the start of the route I took to get to Steve Carell. You're kidding me. No. Nope. How how did you do it? I went from postcard and then on postcard you can click on the link to double entendre. No. Yes. I missed it. Yep. And then of course in double entendre yeah, there is that's what she said. Yeah, it's that character. Oh. It's just this whole thing. Yep. He says that's what she said all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Gotcha. I'm Michael Scott. So oh. is there anything you wanted to say about Steve Carell? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, my favorite Steve Carell movie is that one that I like. What is it the, called? What What happened in it? It's like he's he's sleeping on pancakes. What? <laughs> oh, um, something interrupted... No, it's not. No. Sadly, I can't believe I know oh, no. this. Dan, That's girl it's interrupted. Dan, it's Dan, Dan in real life. life. Dan in real life. Why yes. do I know that? It's a 2007 film, and it's not a very good movie. Oh, it's yeah? my favorite movie with pancakes. Do you have? Yeah. Do you guys have a movie where you're like, I know that movie's not that good, but I really like it. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's where I am with Dan in real life. I mean, Dane Cook's in it, and he actually does a pretty good job in that movie. Wow. Because he's mostly playing a jerk. I mean, uh, ta-da. Yeah, yeah um, it's not he a... Was, he did play an anthropomorphized creature in a movie. Man. Uh, over the Hedge, which Dane Cook did, is not or, very oh. memorable. I secretly... Was he the squirrel in that? Yes, yes. he was. He okay. was. He was a squirrel who could... Drink coffee, right? And then Yeah, and then basically <laughs> see time. Yeah. It I liked that movie. I enjoyed it more than I expected I would. You were very close, Kyle. Carell states that he worked as a mail carrier in, oh Mass- my gosh. in Middleton, Massachusetts. Uh like that was like was his first job. 
I accidentally got all of his all of his life beats apparently. But uh, he later recounted that he quit after it. six months because his boss told him he wasn't a very good he wasn't very good at being a mail carrier and needed to be faster. Oh wow! Oof! Harsh. That is rough. I yeah. guess I'll just become a mega celebrity instead. Guess yeah, how so. do they, yeah, how how, do they, how silly do they look now? <laughs> it's I mean, like, it's, I was right, though. Yeah, I was going to say, it's yeah. probably still a good good decision for that. Yeah, he's right. I would still suck as a mail carrier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, he was on The Daily Show for a while. Yep. Mm. Yeah. That's true, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people got their start there. It's true. It's true. Even, What's his name? The other Steve. The other Steve. The other Steve on the one that has a late night show. Stephen Colbert? Yes. Steve Steve Kimmel. Yes. Stevie Kimmel. Yeah, Stevie Kimmel. Thank you. Stevie Kimmel. Sorry, I got his name wrong. I'm so sad. David Letter Steve. (laughs) Yes, that's the one. Well, good. All right. Congratulations, Sky. Thank you. You are the winner tonight. Uh, thank you for joining us on our journey from uh, Louis Wayne to Steve Carell with lots of um, detours through small cakes. Uh, if you uh, like what you have listened to tonight, there's uh, like more than 90 other episodes that you <gasps> can listen to uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you would like to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would love that. Uh, you can also reach us on Twitter at WSKBcast and on our Facebook page at uh, We Should Know Better. Uh, is there anything else that you guys would like to uh, plug or bring up tonight? Uh, just that we're, again, on the road to a, th- a thousand. No. We are. No. Well, yeah, we, technically we are. <laughs> I mean, I guess you're right. No, Aim we're for the on... stars, Kyle. <laughs> we're on the road to a hundred and we still need to come up. That's I, literally I... the next episode. <laughs> I, yep. I still need to come up with the idea for what we're doing for that episode. We can you talk know. about it. We can talk about it. Yeah, we'll figure okay. it out. All right. We should have like all our, you know, we should have like all our um, the guests that we've had on back. Yes. And they can talk about what like a life changing experience it was. Oh my gosh. Yes, that let's do good. it. That sounds like a good plan. Now we got it. All right, we're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we are done because then we don't have to make an episode. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> we have um. <laughs> a uh, a movie, a short a short film about <laughs> what if there was actually never any Wikipedia? Oh no! Ooh. I wish Wikipedia never existed. Wow, and I'm that... much happier. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. Whoa! No, that'd be if it was Twitter. I was gonna say it's Twitter. That's what we're. Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, yeah. So yeah, whatever we're doing for. Uh, Episode 100, we hope that you will be there for it. We'll see you Um, later. We'll see you then. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Just checking things one more time to make sure things are set up. And then I'm at negative somethings. Yeah. Negative somethings. Negative somethings. I'm still thinking I should be higher a little bit, but my mic sensitivity is all the way up. I mean, so yeah, it, as long as it's hitting between like the 18 to 12 range. Oh yeah, yeah, we're there. Then I think so you're okay. Good. Sky, what do you think? Is that yeah, it's fine.
Okay. I think okay. you were a little low last time, but that's fine. I can, like I said, I can always Boost. adjust that. Yep. Boost to the the Tim thrusters. <laughs> no. Shift alternate power to Tim. The, the, there you go. The T diffusers. Yep. Yes. Oh man. Shift the T diffusers. Yeah. There we go. Nice. I like that. I'm glad okay. to help. <laughs> I'm gonna start now.